Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. All right, this Locked on Mavericks for Friday, March 10th. Uh, it is a game day. We got the Brooklyn Nets tonight. It's episode number six, 96. Uh, I'm Mike Marshall. He is Jacob Kemp. I'm at Machine Sports. He's at Not Jack Kemp. The show is at Locked on Mavs on Twitter if you would like to follow along. Uh, and you can uh, shoot some emails to LockedOnMavs at gmail.com if you want to play along in that fashion. Um, all right, so a couple things that we'll get to here on our uh, – or get the hell out of here before the weekend episode. Um, Mavs have won 5 of 6, 11 of the last 13 at home, and now they have the Nets and the Suns on a back-to-back Friday-Saturday. So I'm assuming that's going to get bumped up to 7 of 8 and uh, 12 of 15 at home. Uh, this scheduling stretch is pretty, pretty choice. If uh, if you have the uh, the option, <laughs> I would really enjoy a uh, a nice Lakers-Brooklyn-Phoenix uh, home stretch any time of the year. But... Um, all right, so one thing I wanted to get to that we uh, we got long the other day talking about Dirk and 30K. One thing I wanted to get to is um, I found a stat that uh, I didn't really know existed, and it kind of just made my eyes fall out of my head. But uh, so in the history of the National Basketball Association, there are obviously six players that have scored 30,000 points. Um, but... Of players that have scored 30,000 points, have 10,000 rebounds, have 1,000 made threes, and 1,000 blocks in their career, there is but one, and that is Dirk Nowitzki. Damn. He's the only player in the history of basketball. 30,000 points, 10,000 boards, 1,000 threes, and 1,000 blocks. And that's that's a freaking unicorn uh, right there. And I started thinking about, like, okay, could he actually catch Wilt? Because he's 1,414 behind Wilt, 19, I guess 18 games left in this season now. Um, if he averages 14 points the rest of this season and the, and next season, I think he ends up at uh, 31 3 two, one, which is shy. But if he averages 15, dude, he's going to be, like, right on the nose. <laughs> so if he averages 15 points for uh, – and I factored in, like, 70, 75 games for next year because that's realistic. Um, but if he averages 15, like, he is within, like, I think 10 of Wilt. Um, so don't think that's out of the question. But um, tonight we'll get J.J. Barea returning. First game since January 20th. I'm guessing that bumps uh, Quinn Cook out of the rotation pretty well. Um, but we did get a question about uh, Dwight Powell from one of our uh, good, strong listeners. Did you want to uh, read that email for us, Jacob? Yeah, let me see real quick here. I had it in front of me and. 
No worries. Then I lost it. <laughs> then I distracted you. <laughs> um, from Robbie from, Park. Um, it would be nice to hear your thoughts on Dwight Powell and if he's included in the young core that has us all excited. Seems like his minutes have been turning down for some time now, even before the Noel trade. Is it as simple as he's just in the you know Rick's doghouse? So, man, this has been something that has kind of been under-discussed because of our euphoria with about three or four other players and how they've developed, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would, my initial thought is to just as a, from a 30,000 foot view would be to say, um, it's kind of like the, what we used to talk about with Anderson, Mm -hmm. where I don't really think you can just like, if you're talking about this every day, you're watching every game and especially for organizations like ours that are so thirsty for young players to develop that we like get pissed off if it doesn't grow as much as we want from Wednesday to Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then at the other end of that, you could say that, let's say, from game one to game, mm, I'll say game 48. How about that? Mm-hmm. He averaged uh, 19.3 minutes a game. And from game 49 to now, he's averaging 10 points a game or 10 minutes a game in those 13 games. And he got two DNPs. Yeah. And he had not been DNP'd this season before then. So that's half the minutes over the last, you know, basically month. And if you look at his per 36 numbers, they're actually really good. Mm-hmm. They're better than they were last year. Well, that's not entirely true. They they were better than they were last year until this recent, um, you know, yeah, downturn. Yeah. But his offensive and defensive ratings are stupid good. I still like his ability to get above the rim. Um, I think his PER is shockingly good because he's capable of, you know, throwing in a couple blocks, a couple steals. Uh, he doesn't turn the ball over ever. So I don't really know where he fits. Like, could he be a four on a bench unit when Dirk is playing five or vice versa? I think that's possible for sure. It's just, I watched games where I'm like, okay, uh, the team, this other team is about to roll, um, you know, four quality bigs at you, can Dwight Powell get into this game? Because he just, honestly, he can't defend that many people. Um, there's not too many players in the league where I'm comfortable, like, having Dwight Powell as your, your rim-protecting big out there. Um, and he's got short arms for a dude his size, so he's not, like, a force um, in the paint protecting the rim. He's fine at it, like, he'll get you one every once in a while, but I just think this is kind of what they do with guys that are like this. Like, this is the Brandon Wright path, right? Like, they pick their spots where they're going to use him, and, and it's only spots where they think he can um, have, like, elite impact for five to ten minutes at a time against a mismatch. And I wish he was, you know, I wish Dwight Powell was uh, 20 minutes a game and seven points and four boards a night or something like that. Like, I really wish that was him right now. It's his not since, uh, I guess, since basically February. Um, since February started, I mean, 11 minutes in February, seven minutes in March. But dude, think of it like, don't you feel like people were saying this? Like, okay, I'll go before February and that's where I cut it off before. Mm -hmm. Even then, I mean, in those 48 games, 20 minutes a night, he was shooting 54% from the floor. Not great, but decent Mm -hmm. uh, for a, I mean, it's good, but for a big, you'd like it to be maybe a little bit higher, I guess. But in 20 minutes, if you're averaging, you know, seven points, five boards, a block, and a steal, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. 
Yeah. And I feel like even then, people were like, oh, this guy's a disaster. What a horrible signing. And I'm not saying that like $7 million a year is a little bit rich for what I would like Dwight Powell to be. Yeah. But if you look at the market, dude, that's five, 6% of your cap. Yeah. Like, bench bigs are going to get 6% of your cap. I guess it's 8 $9 million a year. And they're kind of paying him more this year in hopes of what he can be next year and the year after that and hope that he can like exceed nine million dollars in value like whereas right now he's probably a shade below what he's getting mm-hmm. which is kind of you know how contracts for young players work but i feel like people were super anti-dwight powell before the last month and a half yeah no i think they were for sure and i mean he just lives in this weird area where nba players don't live anymore either you're like a mid-level exception and under guy or you're you know a 20 plus million guy and now that he's got a number attached to his name that's like eight a year or whatever it is um people that that puts a target on your back because it was like the only big signing they had this offseason for the longest time um until Harrison Barnes obviously turned into a maverick um but I've seen enough of Dwight Powell to like be fine with him this year I mean I'm just looking at his December numbers and 23 minutes a game in December Shot 63% from the floor. Um, let's see, five and a half rebounds a game, 9.9 points, and almost a steal a game. So that's enough for me. I just needed like probably one good month out of Dwight Powell because mm-hmm. his role is not going to be huge. They're only going to put him in spots where he causes, where he raises hell for the other team's bench unit. And I usually don't mention him whenever we start talking about the guys that uh, we're super excited about. Uh, that are cornerstone guys, but I also don't mention Dorian Finney-Smith a lot of the time, and he's very close, like, in uh, career trajectory, for me at least, to Dwight Powell. I think both both those guys can be very, very useful, and they're, like, one one tool away from being, um, like, an ultimate bench dude, and I'm not saying he's going to turn into Ennis Cancer um, anytime soon and run an mm-hmm. offense, run an offense through him, but you need guys like this. Like you just do. You can't have all young, like all 23 year olds that just hit at the same exact time. Like it just doesn't work like that. And I feel bad for him because people do like, people want to talk to him, talk about him as if he's like, doesn't belong in the league. That's not the case. It's just not, he just hasn't developed, uh, offensively in the ways that people want him to, um, outside of pick and roll diving, and, uh, you know, he tried to add a three-point shot. It never really came around. Tries to add, you know, the jumper from the elbow. It never really uh, got down consistently. But what he is right now is fine. Yeah, We're not expecting much from him. And, and especially, like, right now, it sounds kind of weird to say, oh, you're going to bring him off the bench with Dirk and, like, Bray because they're going to get nuked. Mm-hmm. But if Dirk only plays one more year, you would still have two more years after that of Dwight Powell under contract. And while they get their – you know, they would be getting their production in different ways. If Dwight Powell is like a big off the bench two years from now, I think you can do a lot worse than that, especially if he's like getting to play more because, you know, mm-hmm. the minutes are cleared up a little bit. Um, you know, and it's weird because him and Salah, like they do different things, but they're kind of both in the same, like the yeah. other teams, the other team sort of dictates whether or not each one of those, which one of those guys is going to play. Exactly. Like I've even heard Rick say this was a Salah game mm-hmm. or this was a Powell game. So, you can't really play both of them, and given what they've been doing with their starting lineup, it's like kind of necessitated going bigger and more, I don't know, I guess more defensive once you go to the bench than what they you know had whenever in years past when it was easy to go to Brandon right off the bench because you actually had a center. Yeah, 
Tyson or whoever. What some teams do is they'll have like an, another big that can defend a lot of different positions. What the Mavs choose to do is keep a lot of guards. Yeah, and that's just kind of that's just kind of how they do it. Some teams, Dwight Powell might play twenty minutes because they have a center, a true center next to him that can play in more matchups than Salah can. Right. Um, but it is he is like the Tetris piece where he has to fit into this game. Like you have to flip him around a couple different ways and wait for him to fall in the perfect slot of oh he can play against the Lakers because they yep. don't run they don't run you know out of the post a lot and stuff like that. But I think he's valuable. I think I think the problem people get around to nitpicking at Dwight Powell because he's like a little bit too old um, for people to be enamored with anymore. He's twenty five. Kind of awkward. Yeah, he's a little awkward. He doesn't do anything consistently except for rim run, which is still very valuable. Uh, to me like that helps your offense in a multitude of ways that isn't just throwing the ball in the air and throwing it through the hoop really hard but I don't have a problem with Dwight Powell I don't include him in my little bundle of um, you know Seth Curry, Seth Curry Harrison Barnes Yogi um, you know that crew of guys that I assume will be getting 20 plus minutes or 25 plus minutes heading forward but he's he's valuable he has value in the NBA and just because he got a number attached to him, it put a target on his head. Well, you got post tonight with uh, the Nets, the worst organization in, in all of sports right now as far as their outlook goes. I don't and, think I've uh, seen a worse team. Like, I know those Sixers teams that only won like 10 games were really bad. I just don't know if I've seen a worse team than this Nets team. I would combine the worst team part with just their outlook is so bad. So you'll yeah. have that one tonight, and then I'll be in tomorrow for Phoenix. So Nice. Dude, we might be looking at freaking – what seven out of eight seven out of eight that'd be 12 of 15 at home we get the return of jj brea tonight so their second unit whenever quinn cook comes in isn't going to be a a dead ball <laughs> hey, he had 10 points last game quinn did yeah yeah well that was trash that was a trash game it kind of um, was and maybe the uh debut of Man- manny harris who knows super wow. long super long two guard uh that can't they keep on like reaching for these dudes and i understand what they're doing give them shots but uh how many like uh you know, uh, D league scores that can't shoot threes. Are you going to roster this year? <laughs> as many but, as we can. Uh, yeah, all of them apparently. All right, so Nets tonight. Uh, I'll be on the post with Brian Damaris and Mark Followell on the ticket. Check that out. And thank you for listening. And Jacob, uh, thank you for your time. Have a great weekend. All right, man. You too, bud.